What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How are you doing? How are you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you to break down. I always say break down, but I mean preview. But we're gonna like we're gonna break down the games and kind of look at why we think some teams are gonna win here in the divisional round of the playoffs. Last week, pretty I should say non-exciting games, just the one ending of the Dallas Cowboys and 49ers game. And I know we'll probably get into that here in a little bit, but playoff streak here is a good first week. We'll talk into that and then we'll preview here this upcoming week. Exciting show. Excited to be on with Therese, uh back on talking football for sure. Three weeks running. Look at that. Not missing a show. Not missing the shit. Um, but I mean, since you won't say it, I will. Uh, that was the most disappointing group of games I can remember last week. Um, I can actually sit here today and say there is not a single game that I watched every play. Like, yeah, they were all so boring at a point that like I got up and did something else. Like, <laughs> not like left the house and like did the stuff, but like I'd be like, ah, well, no, I'm gonna go clean the kitchen. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go do something <laughs> like this. Like, like while the game's on in the background, like the Cincy game and the Raiders game, that one I straight up left my house <laughs> and I was just like, yep, this is not worth it. And then came back in the fourth quarter and watched the end of it. Um, that Dallas-San Francisco game, that's probably the one I did watch the most. I actually don't know if I left my couch on that game. That game was at least competitive enough yeah. for the most part. Um, I watched approximately seven plays of the Chiefs game um, because that game was boring. Um, really? Even from the start? Yeah. from the, With yeah. the fumble touchdown and the interception? Yeah. Yeah, because we all knew we all knew the outcome. We all knew what was going to happen there. Like, cool. The, yeah, the TJ Watt fumble recovery for the touchdown was awesome. And then, and when I say seven plays, I mean a lot more than that. I, I stopped watching it. Yeah. Like, I'm just trying to be. Okay. After the run of scores. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah, think I, Kansas City would be able to score right before the end of the half. So I went to kind of go either. to the bathroom and get a drink before the lines got big. And then when I was walking back into my seat, it was like, uh, Travis Kelsey's trotting into the end zone. What the fuck just happened? Right. So, right. pretty exciting so, moment. <laughs> Yeah, and then obviously the Monday night game was a debacle, and um, yeah, so I mean, there's not much to get into on those. I mean, we got some stuff we can talk about in the other games. Like, yeah, we can talk we just about lead into this week the the Niners and the Cowboys game. Like, you, you can put blame on a whole bunch of people. I know, I know your take. Um, I actually disagree with actually some of it, but. Um, what is that exactly? Um, I mean, just your take of, you know, the coaching, Kellen Moore specifically. Um, I actually, I mean, I think they should fire Mike McCarthy. Well, and I yeah. don't get Kellen Moore getting the hype that he is, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but why? Like, why, why do you think that? So you and I are on totally different pages on this one. Yeah. Like, I just, I, it's. Go ahead. So with Kellen, with Kellen Moore or McCarthy? Kellen Moore. I, you and I are on the same page on McCarthy. Like, yeah. He shouldn't have been, he should he have should been hired be in the first place. With, with Moore, I guess I just, I, I don't know. I guess I just don't see it. Like you have all this talent on offense and you're not blowing teams out of the water. And like, I get like, you can call like plays and, you know, kind of, I, I, with Kellen, it doesn't feel like anything is schemed to make the Cowboys offense better. It's just like, ah, uh, this is a good play. It doesn't feel like, okay, hey, this situation, this point of the game, this is where we're at. This is the play that should like that I want to call that'll help us. It just it feels like they're waiting for big plays to happen and they don't get it. And then like I know you're kind of dealing with some injuries throughout the season, but with the, the much talent that's on that offense, the offensive line, Dak Prescott, Zico Elliott, Tony Pinot, uh, Pollard, excuse me, all the receivers. They're just not that – I just feel like they get in moments and it's, they're just not as well as, or not as good as they should be. So, one, let's see here. So, he's been the offensive coordinator for like three years. Two mm -hmm. of those three years, they've been a top two offense. The one year that they weren't, he didn't have Dak Prescott. So, there's that. Um, two, their offensive line, people, like, do people still think that this is 2016? Their offensive line is not that good. Like these guys are not that good anymore. Tyron Smith misses more games than he plays. 
Martin is still, yes, probably the best guard mm-hmm. in football. They don't have their Fredrickson at center anymore. Lyle yeah, Collins Tyler's been sus- fine. Yeah, he's been fine. Lyle Collins is suspended more often than he plays, it feels like. Um, let's see. Zeke playing on a torn PCL, uh, yeah. sprained PCL. Uh, let's see. Cooper misses practice every single week. He missed five games this year, four games this year. Mm-hmm. What he missed. I don't even know how many games he missed. He missed, he missed multiple games. Some of that due to COVID, which you can't, you can't do, you know, but he felt slowed down. Um, Lamb missed a game because of a concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like they're missing game. Like they're, he has, and then let's see, Gallup mi- missed a ton of time at the start of the year with the, with the ankle injury after week one and then mm-hmm. tears his ACL. I mean, like, we are only like, I feel like this is a let's pick on Dallas because they lost. I, I actually feel like Twitter was miserable this week because everybody just picked on people when they lost. Like that's all it was. It was no credit to teams that just beat them. Like maybe the team was just better. Like maybe the Niners are just a better football team. Like mm-hmm. that can happen. That defense of the Cowboys honestly is not that good. It gets hyped up because Micah Parsons is a stud and going to win rookie of the year. Yeah, That's it. Um, and they did a great job of scheming around him. But anyways, back to more. I mean, you have a top offense and a couple, like nobody's picking on the chiefs OC Bienemy when they don't win. Like it doesn't make any sense to me when Bienemy has a history of literally sucking as an OC when he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. I feel like like he has a history of being, he has a history of being not, not only sucking, being the worst OC in a division. Bienemy? Are you saying like in the AFC West? No, I'm saying in, no, I wish it could. I wish I could say the AFC West. I'm saying the PAC 12. He was literally the worst OC in the PAC 12 for multiple years when he did not have Patrick Mahomes. But like, but we're not holding that against him. But then we're going to hold something against Kellen Moore. I, I feel like I, I just feel like Twitter and I feel like your take is I'm going to pick on somebody because they just lost. That's the, that's the way I feel. Yeah. So with Eric being me, I think you just don't see it. But like when the Chiefs do lose and they've had those blowouts and it's like, what's going on with the offense? The question was. Is Eric Bieniemy calling plays? And if he is, this is not good. You know, I feel like he kind of had to grow into more of the actual play calling role this season, which is why I think he'll get an actual head coaching job now um, in this turn of, you know, opportunities and openings. But like with more, like I I still, it's not like I'm just trying to put any blame on it because we picked the Niners to win. So like I kind of expected Dallas to lose. It wasn't in that way, but it was still because I didn't think the offense you know, was really living up to the height that they were receiving this season with all the talents that's there. I just, I never felt like they were going to be, they, I never felt like they were what everyone was saying they were. Like, I just felt like I didn't see it or recognize it throughout the year and their defense. I did think it better, but then after a while, it just kind of leveled out. Like they just had better secondary play from Diggs, And that's where it was like, Holy shit, look at this. And then Micah Parsons as well. So, so so to that point, then, why is that Kellen's more Kellen Moore's fault that the media thinks maybe the offense is better than what it actually is? Because you just I said mean, it wasn't as much, it wasn't as good as what it was hyped up to be. That's the media. That's not no one hundred percent. So then, if the offense isn't that good this year, like we thought it would be, why does that offensive coordinator go be a head coach somewhere? So I'm saying, yeah, because you think it's supposed to be better than what the talent actually is on the on the team, and maybe he's actually getting the most out of that out of these guys. Maybe these guys aren't as good as what you think. Like, well, I think I mean that makes sense. I get that, but then you see Troy Aikman come out, and it's like, like, hey, these the DBs are scared to cover CD Lamb. Just give them opportunities. Just give them the ball. Like, how many looks did CD Lamb have this game? I don't think it was very much. I don't think he got. And so it's just like you look at that, and it's like. How are you not dialing up anything for your best players? So and why is Dak in a position of run up the middle? Like, I feel like so, as an offensive coordinator, you should be right there. Like, Hey, we got to get out of bounds. And he should know that. And I think there was just, he thought he could do more or whatever that just kind of plays into his well at the end of game situation. So much could have been better, but I so, just feel like the offense should just be killing people. And again, like you're saying, maybe it is the talent's just not there. Like we think it is. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I think that, I think that uh, I've said what I, I need to say. Like, I, I think that you have taken, you guys are taking it out on Kellen Moore a lot more than it should be. Like, I, you know, I mean, maybe I, so. Like, maybe. Like, I think it's unfair to put blame on a dude that has made his team, his offense, top, top three, of the league. Two, yep. two out of three years. And the one year it was because literally Dak Prescott felt like he ruined his career by that ankle injury. Yeah. And luckily he didn't. But, and like, everybody says Zeke. Zeke's not what he used to be. This offensive line, it's not what it used to be. Amari Cooper felt like he was on one leg all year. I have n- I actually totally agree with you on the CD lamp thing. Like he should have gotten more targets thousand percent. Um, but let's not also not forget he had, th- there should have been three or four more targets that they don't count as targets. Cause there was a penalty where he had huge plays in that game. Like he yeah. had multiple plays of th- 30 yards last week that got called back. Doesn't count as a target, yeah, but right. he really did. Right. So again, we picked the Niners to win. Like we thought they were going to win. I'm, I'm just saying, I felt like, I don't know. Twitter was hard to be on because everybody was, it just felt like a let's attack anybody that lost. Like it just, it was, it was honestly, Twitter was miserable this week. Like it was not fun to be on. Yeah. I so. didn't. Uh, yeah. I've gotten really good at just not reading very much anymore. Like on Twitter, like I don't spend as much time scrolling Twitter like I used to. Yeah, because like you said, I, I just find it miserable at times. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about it last year, too, with like draft season. It was just like it draft Twitter makes the draft not very fun anymore. Oh, it's miserable. I can't. Everyone's I, just I, like just a wad of dicks. <laughs> like just quit being an asshole. Yeah, it's like it's OK for everybody to have different opinions. And like you don't have to nah, you don't have to be yelling at people like it's just and you don't have to be the first one to call. Like everyone's just like wants a, the just like that's my guy. This is my guy. He's going to be good. Like Watch him, watch him, watch him. What do you think? And it's like, hey. There's a shit ton of them. All right, Tom Brady might come. We might get another making of Tom Brady at pick 87 this time. Just shut the fuck up. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's really so, where I've reached a point with the draft. It's just like, shut up. I'm going to yeah. be nice, but like looking at it, it's like, just be quiet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm good with everybody having their opinion. So I, I know I kind of just came across like, you shouldn't have this opinion against Kellen Moore. Like, you, you all can have your opinion. I just felt like, <laughs> I felt like that, like, if you you should have been saying like, and not just like, yeah, I don't see the hype in Kellen Moore. Like it should be like that this aggressiveness that has been this week should have been all season long, but it wasn't. And so it's, it's yeah. only happening when you lose. And like, how, like, I guess I'm getting more upset of like, not even the hatred on him. It's more of like, can D'Amico Ryan's get some love for just an awesome game plan. And also yeah. maybe, maybe Dak Prescott's not worth $40 million a year. I feel like a lot of people questioning that now. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I mean, here's another thing to Kellen Moore. Like, maybe if he's the head coach, there's better time management. There's better placing of timeouts and using timeouts and, totally. you know, setting up your offense. Like, Yeah. And that last play, it, I will say that I think that's probably more on Moore. Um, but it's also on Dak because, like, he should have got – like, honestly, the play call was fine. He should have just, just gone down – well, I don't even know if he could have got it out of bounds because he was down the middle of the field. Like, just go down seven yards earlier. Like, mm-hmm. the point the point was not to get as close as because you needed a field goal, right? Like, the point was, like, get it so, like, a Hail Mary, like, like you could do more than just a Hail Mary, right? Mm-hmm. Like, get down on the 35 so, like, you feel like you might be able to do something rather than just everybody just run as fast as you can down the field, right? Like, but he was trying to get to the 25 or the 20 when it's like, dude, the 30 is fine. Like, the 30 gets the job. And, like, you would have had plenty of time to like get a get a snap off and spike it was probably two or three seconds left honestly yeah so anyways but that's a risk and a risk that probably shouldn't have been taken like it should the other thing that i think of too with that game is like they weren't going to score after that like let's say they do clock it with two seconds they needed a touchdown they're probably not getting that yeah but you got to give yourself a chance like i would rather yeah again yeah like because like what I would have suggested is do some sort of like seven to 10 yard out route and just like get out of bounds, you know, and then maybe yeah. get another one of those and you end up in the same spot in that area of that 25 yard line. And then you just hope that you can make a play from a 25 yard touchdown. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, that's, that's all you could hope for, for that situation. Like really it is, but anyways, um, <clears throat> enough of that game. Niners one. 
So like we like we thought they would, like majority of America thought they yep. thought they would. Uh, they were just a better team. They faced better competition. It is it has something to say when your division is hard as shit, and you have yes. to play that week in and week out. You're more ready. Like it it is just plain and simple. So. Um, Let's just dive into this week. I don't know how far we are into this episode at this point, but let's just dive right into it. So we're going to start off with the Bengals again. I love that they're letting both of the one seeds play on Saturday um, because both games are on Sunday next week. It's like almost like another advantage of being the bye week or like being the number one seed. Like you get an extra day's rest for the championship series if games if you win. So let's start off with the AFC. You have the Bengals who had a heck of a game against, against the Raiders. I mean, they looked good at times. They did. It's weird with the Bengals. Like speaking of like teams that you felt like they should score more points. Like I felt like they should have been up by a lot more against that Raiders team, but they yes. kind of just stuck around, which is credit to the Raiders for the record. Like that's yep. not a bad thing on the Bengals um, against the Titans who are getting the King back. He is activated from IR today. So uh, still plate and all in his foot. Um, look out NFL. You now have, what probably would have been the runaway MVP this year um, back healthy, not tired, not beat down. And he's about to run over everybody. Um, so Titans minus three and a half. The over under is set to 47 and a half. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm taking Cincinnati. I think the offense is going to be able to take advantage of the young defensive secondary and get some explosive plays. And I think the defense for Cincinnati can maintain Derrick Henry just enough. And I do wonder, like, everyone's like, oh, man, he's had all this time off. Like, he's going to be great, ready to go. I think that, I mean, there's a possibility that hurts him more than it helps him or just as much as it helps him. Let's say he's not, he's not used to, you know, being in the cold, playing in the cold, taking hits in the cold, dealing with it, bouncing off guys, you know, actual moment of an intense game with the foot, the steel plate in there. And it's like, okay, hey, if I take a shot low where I try to jump and accelerate hitting the hole, how does this feel? And then how does that feel as the game wears on and you're taking hits and you're down in piles or your legs get twisted up in the way that people tackle? And people can look at Tennessee and go, well, you know, you got Ryan Tannehill, you got a healthy Hula, you got A.J. Brown. Uh, Foreman hasn't been awful at running back either. It's like, we're just – he doesn't need to have the 30 carries, and that's fine. That's great. But I think Cincinnati is going to be in a spot where they can score quickly and have some explosive plays. And if they need to run the football, they can with Joe Mixon. He's been a stellar running back this season, the last five seasons, and we just kind of overlook it. I, I know why we all do. But that guy has been a baller since he's been in the NFL. Um so I think Cincinnati can just maintain with them, and I think they can have more explosive plays. And I do wonder, let's say Cincinnati gets up early, and this has to turn into a pass offense for Tennessee. Can they hang in a game relying on Tannehill to throw for a majority of it? That's they what abs- I'm really interested in. They absolutely can. Um, so making sure I'm clear here. Are you taking Cincinnati to straight up win some money yes. line? or are you Okay, so you're taking money line, or I mean – you can obviously take the plus three and a half, yeah. but um, so I'm taking Tennessee. Um, I think, I think this Tennessee team is, I just think they're good. And I think that the disrespect of them being the one seed is real. Um, I saw someone, someone today or yesterday saying, is this the worst number one seed in NFL history? Like fuck off. Kind of like, feels that way. <laughs> no way. This team has had more injuries than anybody, and they still they still outplayed your Patrick Mahomes. They still outplayed Jonathan Allen. They still they weren't outplayed that injured Joe Burrow. when they played those guys. They they have they set an NFL record on most starters this year by like thirty. <laughs> like they've they've literally started like eighty nine guys or something like that this year for the and like the chiefs are at like 40, <laughs> like, yeah. But when the, the Titans went on that four game stretch of beating those teams that they did, the Colts chiefs, Rams, and uh, bills, they had it. Like they had their core offense and defensive players. They, and they still beat the teams when they were hurt is what I'm saying. Like they still have a better record. <laughs> like, yeah, but like it was like it. after that four game stretch, their schedule just dropped off in terms of competitiveness. <laughs> the, the disrespect. <laughs> The disrespect <laughs> is real. Like, <laughs> like we're going to talk. Oh my goodness. I, I, 
I can't. I can't with you sometimes. Like you will do whatever you can to make sure that the Chiefs are like the highlight. I'm not even saying for the Chiefs. I'm not even. It didn't have anything to do with the Chiefs. It's just the Titans. It just feels like. I mean, Buffalo feels like they're one seed more than Tennessee does. Yeah. Well, they're not because the Titans beat them. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So okay. Well, I'm taking the Titans here. Um. I'm taking the under. I think the Titans, the disrespect, and I think that Brable's going to lean into that. And I think they're going to, I think they're going to run it all over this team. I think the Titans defense is going to be ready. Um, I think they're going to make plays on the defensive side. I think Christian Fulton makes big plays. Um, Bengals will get what, you know, they'll get theirs. They're an amazing team. I just think that the Titans, that rest is going to be huge for this team. So I'm taking the Titans. Um, I'm, I'm a Titans fan all of a sudden, apparently. Literally, like, like, all these like, times is fuck the Titans, fuck the Titans, go Titans. It, what the hell's wrong with it, you? It, I mean, I, I'm picking on, I'm trying to win money, I guess is what it comes down to. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just like the Bengals, they're looking good. I love that they're going to the more pass happy offense that they're, they're doing. But I just saw them. Sh- in a sense, struggle against the Raiders. And the Titans are just such a better team than the Raiders. If the if the Bengals play like how they did last week against the Raiders, and by the way, the Bengals were at home last week. They're not this week. Like, if they yeah. play like that, the Titans are going to blow them out. I'm not yeah, saying... Sorry, I'm sorry not, for the pause. I'm just... I'm not saying if the Titans and the Bengals play their best games each. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if the Bengals play like how they did last week, that's when I think that the Titans would blow them out. Either way, I'm taking the Titans, though. I'm just kind of stunned, honestly. I know. Me too. I'm just as stunned as you are. I, d- I don't like picking the Titans. Just, for the record, I'll be rooting against. Is I'll this be rooting even for fucking the Justin Trees? Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm not at this I point. feel like you're just kind of trying to overdo it by wearing a Jaguars hat and a Utah <laughs> pullover. It's like this guy's just trying to be like, I'm Justin Trees, but it's not. But it's not. Yeah. I honestly I wish it I wish it wasn't me. Like mm. I don't like picking the Titans, but I like picking who I think is gonna win. So hey, um, if the Titans you wanna do a punishment if the Titans lose, you have to why? buy a Titans hoodie. I literally just said I'm going to be rooting for the Bengals, even though I just picked the Titans. I just think if you're picking the Titans to win, like there has to be a punishment if they lose. Because if they win, you're probably winning money in your bet or parlay that you probably have going on, respectfully. Correct. But if you lose, I feel like you should be punished in more ways than just losing money. I think you should have to buy a Tennessee hoodie, wear it, and make it your profile picture till the draft. Uh, um. Okay, as as long as we do the same thing with the Chiefs and Bills with you. Well, I mean, I'm picking the Chiefs in that game. Surprise to nobody, but yeah. So I mean, let's 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 just hold on. We'll get hold on to that thought. Yeah, hold on to that thought. Okay, is that a fair is that a fair bet for this game though? I said we got to wait until we talk about the Chiefs Bills one. Are you taking the over or under? Uh, I'm actually going to take the over. I think it'll be kind of a high-scoring game there the second half. I think things will kind of be slow in the first half, and the second half it's all just going to take off. Cool. So we literally could not be more opposite on this game. You have, you have <laughs> the Bengals in over. I have the Titans in under. So that's great. <laughs> Look it. at us. Look at <laughs> it's us. It's about Start. time we've had some differences. We've had a little no, back and forth today. We have. We have. It doesn't happen very often, but I like it. Um, okay. Going to the next Saturday game, the other one seed from the NFC. So we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. Packers, five and a half favorites. Um, and the over-under is set to 47 on the dot. Where are you leaning? I'm going to take Green Bay to win this game. What did you say the over-under was? 47. 47. I think I'll take the under. I'll take Green Bay in the under. I think – the offense for the Niners is just going to be kind of sloppy, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the reason they lose this game, and it's going to be a crisp breakup directly afterwards. Like, yep, we're done with Jimmy. Thanks for the win in Dallas. That was great. We got another playoff win. That helps Kyle Shanahan's coaching record moving forward, and then this team could go, Trey Lance, you're our guy. See what he did wrong. Hopefully you're better than that. Let's go. I just think Green Bay, they're too motivated right now. They're man's on a mission. Several of them realize this is possibly the last dance whether he comes back or not after the season and their success. But I do think it would be cool 
if the 49ers got the upset and it was just like, that's his kryptonite. He cannot, the, the Packers kryptonite is the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know the last time they beat them in the playoffs. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Um, like dating back to Brett Favre too. Yeah. I mean, there's the big play of T.O. catching the, at, in the end zone. That's the last one. I, that's the night. Yeah. That's like the last one that I remember at least. Um, okay. So sorry. I know you took green Bay. Are you saying green Bay money line or green Bay at five and a half? Green Bay at five and a half and the, and the under and, yep. the, and the under. Okay, cool. So yeah. Um, this game, one of the games I'm most, I mean, actually I'm excited for the two night games the most, like I think those are yeah. be the two best games. Um, so I love the Shanny versus LaFleur matchup. They're two and two against each other as head coaches. Um, just trying to figure it out. So let's see. 2020, they played twice, and that's when the Niners beat them in the play. Oh, wait, the Niners beat them. In, yeah, so the Niners beat the them NFC in the playoffs game. in the NFC Championship game, right? Um, was that the NFC Championship game? Mm-hmm. Really? In San Francisco, yes, they ran all over. Yes, yep, yep, it, yeah. And that was with Mostert that ran for like yep. 200. Yeah, exactly. Um, earlier that, and then earlier the year, the Packers won that matchup, but that's when Nick Mullins was playing quarterback. So, I mean, these guys, both teams are great. Um, I'm happy that Fred Warner and Bosa seem to be playing. So that's awesome. I think that's going to be good. Make it Has there been better. anything officially come out on Bosa yet, though? I mean, he practiced in full yesterday and today. Okay, so then, yeah, he's so, good. Yeah, so he's good. Um, I think I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna take the pack. I'm gonna take the Packers to win, but I'm gonna take the Niners on the points. So I'm gonna take the Niners at plus five and a half. I think this is a close game. I do think the Packers end up winning it, but I think the Niners stick with them. Really? Yeah, I do. I think I think that they're going to run the ball and just keep the Packers off the field. And honestly, the Packers, I know that they did a great job passing against them earlier this year, but the Packers are kind of a slow-paced offense as well that I kind of just see them having some long drives. It's like yeah, either a bunch of three and outs or like when they do have drives, it's not going to be big plays. It's going to be it's going to be methodical drives of nine, eight, nine, ten plays. Yep. So I'm going to take the Niners at plus five and a half. And I'm going to take the under as well at minus 47. Okay. So how does that work then? So you would do like Green Bay's money line, 49ers cover the spread. No, I would plus take five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. If I want, yeah. If given you can't do that in a parlay, but like, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like if I did one bet, I could just do Packers money line and then one bet I could do pack or sorry, Niners plus five and a half. And then mm-hmm. each of those, I could do the over under if I wanted Gotcha. Yeah. I, and maybe it's just me hopeful thinking and wishful thinking that like, it's just good games. Like we talked about this last week, that last weekend and this weekend are like my favorite two weekends of football, just because they're, they're usually great games. And there wasn't, I, I kind of feel like all these games are going to be great. And the NFL is going to be like, yeah, don't forget about us. Like we're there's a reason why people still watch us when we have good games or bad games. I mean, there was what that, that Niners Cowboys game was like the most watched wildcard game in NFL history or something like that. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it makes sense. It's all of the old guys that s- saw that as a rivalry, you know, back yep. in the day that were like, "Oh, it's back, it's back." So, um, yeah. So okay. So we're not too far off on this. We both think the Packers are going to win. We both think it's under. I just think the game is a little bit closer than you do. That's all it is. And you're yep. not saying it's going to be a blowout. You're just saying five mm. and a half. So yep. I think they can at least get it by a touchdown. Uh, next yep. game though, Los Angeles going to Tampa Bay, just straight up. I'm taking Los Angeles to win this game. I would love to see Matthew Stafford get to the Super Bowl by beating Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and just being like, deuces. Let's go to the Super Bowl. Plus, it's what I kind of predicted the whole time. So (laughs) this is kind of just falling in perfectly for me. But I do think the Rams will be good to go. I love the connection that is being built between Odell and him. I feel like it's finally blossomed and we're seeing it. Like the corner shots, the deep shots, I feel like they're on rhythm. It's something I said on last week's show. Um, as well 
that the Rams are going to be ready to go. And that defense, something we talked about last season and then last week as well, like this defense is ready for the playoffs. So you just send Von Miller. Aaron Donald gets to go be a beast. Jalen Ramsey in the back. You bring in Weddle as well. And it's just like, hey, look at these guys in this experience. They're ready to rock and roll. And they're going to be tough to beat. And you look at Tampa right now, and they're beat up. Tristan Wirfs practiced this week. Jensen practiced this week, which is kind of uh, – Wirfs was limited in individual drills on the side. Um, I saw that right before we actually hopped on tree. So it's going to be interesting to see how he is in the game, but still like that's going to be a focal point for that Rams defense to be like, let's just attack him and bull rush him. He's not going to be able to handle it. And if he goes down with an injury that hurts that offensive line, because they don't really have that depth that they can, you know, rely on someone else to step in and be there because they haven't needed it all season. And when you look at Tom, he's kind of limited on his targets right now. Like you still got Gronk, you still got Evans and some of the young guys, but like you're missing Godwin. You don't have Antonio Brown. You're trying to get chemistry with these young guys in like the most important time of the season. I think it's just going to be tough. And when I look at L.A., I think it's just too much. So I'm going to take them to win this football game. Um, they, Tampa is favored by two and a half. So I'm going to take the plus two and a half on the Rams here to win this game. And the over-under being 48, I'll take the over. I think both these guys can get over that 25-point threshold. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Rams are actually the hottest bet right now um, for the underdogs this yeah. in this round. So I can see that all your reasonings make total sense. And it makes me want to take the Rams as well. It's just so hard to go against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah. Like it is. Um, this is a huge game though. Like, so our Super Bowl matchups, both of us are still alive. Like, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, you with the Rams versus chiefs, me with the bills and Packers. Um, it's going to be super intense for us if all four of our teams end up winning this week and it comes down to next week of just who straight up wins. Um, given this week kind of def- this, I, I guess that will be for the NFC because the AFC, yeah. it's, literally, it's literally this weekend with the with the Chiefs and Bills. Yeah. But, but at least for the NFC, it could be pretty intense. Um, This is it's it's tough, man, because Lenny Lenny's coming back. Bernard looked good playing. I just feel like Brady, like it doesn't matter that he's missing AP and Godwin, like in this weird way. Like it just doesn't matter. Like he's just gonna find his way, anyways. Um I will say I want the Bucks to lose because one, I just don't want Tom Brady in another Super Bowl. Like I, I just want something different at this point. Yeah. Um, but two, the more the bigger reason is I want it so Byron can have his freaking second interview with the Jags and just become the head coach. <laughs> like I'm sick of I'm sick of waiting. So um is that pretty much who you want now, Byron? So yep. We want to tell Joe Byron right now. So yeah, Byron for sure. Um I like Nathaniel Hackett, the OC for the Packers. He was the OC for the Jags and the um, when they went to the AFC Championship. Like them both. The Colts DC, I do like as well. Uh, who had his second interview. The only reason the, the only reason I would even I have him in the top three though is because I want Ed Dodds, their um, their assistant GM for the Colts to come with him. So then we get a good GM because he's like the up and coming guy. So like as long as that comes as a package, if they, if it's just him alone then I don't really love it. So say, say this again, how you want it. So I want, I mean, in order it's Byron, Byron one. May, I, I don't know. Two is the same. Like Hackett. I like, but like, again, if like it has to be as long as I would hope that he'd bring somebody along as a GM with him. Um, if not, like if, if, if it's bulky, like then I'm not going to really love it. Cause it's just bulky. Just why haven't they just fired him already? So you can do both. I did. Nobody knows. No, literally nobody knows why. Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then the Colts, uh, DC, like if they bring in Ed Dubs with them, like then that would be awesome. Cause then you get a defensive minded guy, you get a great G a guy that's supposed to be a great GM, which I, I mean, what he's done with the Colts, I think is fantastic. Um, and then you just then the key is just bringing in a good OC, like just finding a finding the right OC for Trevor yeah. Lawrence. So um, it's it's out of those three. Like those are the three candidates. Like anybody that says that somebody else is in the running besides those three is wrong. I think. So, I think that's fair. But back to this game, um, I'm going to take. Two and a half. I hate that it's two and a half, man. Um, 
How about this? I'm going to take the Rams at plus two and a half, and I still think the Bucks win. No way. I think there's yeah. a one-point victory. One or two-point victory, yes. No way. I'll go with it. Yeah. I You're think crazy. That. You're crazy. I'm also taking the over, just like you. So yeah. I guess we're taking the same bet on this one, though I just think that the Bucks wow. won winning. Um. Brady just does what he does. Rams go yeah. down and score. Take, you know, it's the classic. Bucks are up six. Stafford, great throw to Cooper Cup, goes up, you know, makes him a one-point lead. Shit, did you leave up too much time because there's 37 seconds left? Of course you left too much time. It's Tom Brady on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> of course um, you did. Of course you did. And he ends up getting that last second field goal to win by two. So yeah. um, so I guess bet-wise, same thing. Plus two and a half. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to assume that they're going to just, the Rams are just going to be like, Jalen, just follow Mike Evans. Like, make it so anybody but Mike Evans has to beat us. I'm going to assume yeah. that's probably what we do. Um, so I'm sure, uh, I'm going to be watching this game closely on just how creative this offense can get against this defense. One, because it's Byron again, mm-hmm. but like, I, I just want to see like what they can do here. But um, yeah, I'm going to take the box. Um, just another just another championship game for Mr. Tom Brady. I mean, he is 14 and 2 in divisional round playoff games. Who are those two losses against? I'm sure one is the Ravens, I'm sure. Um, uh, I think one the against other the Titans. Might be, uh, the Titans. Denver? Wasn't it the Titans the other? Oh no, that was that was a wild card weekend. Yeah. Maybe one against Denver. That makes sense. Probably against Brady or something. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I, I'd love to see who, who those losses are against, but I, I think smart bet is probably the Broncos and the Ravens. Something we could, yep. I mean, we both have the internet right here. We probably could look it up, but we're not going to. So we're moving on to the next game. Yep. <clears throat> and, this is, and this is your game. The one that you will be going to again, I assume. Yep. Cool. So you have the chiefs against the Buffalo bills. Boy, did both of these teams look good last weekend. Uh, yeah. Both both looked outstanding. Like Josh Allen probably played one of the top three best quarterback playoff games in NFL history last week. Like <laughs> when you put in like stats. Score every drive. Score every drive, stats, the weather, his running, like everything. Like legit, one of the best playoff games. I mean, fuck, he went 30 for 39 and then was like five touchdowns or four five and i yeah. thought 30 for 39 i thought he only had like four in incompletions i might be wrong. wrong yeah he went 21 for 25 because he, oh, he had excuse me he had he more 30 touch- for 39 was that my homes probably my homes because oh, um because sorry i'm pulling up my home stats yeah he my homes went 30 for 39 <laughs> yeah because i knew that i knew that josh allen had less incompletions than he did touchdowns so yeah. Just insane. Um, this is the high one, right? 54 and a half Chiefs minus two at home against the Bills. Um, I mean, you already said you're taking you're taking the Chiefs. I'm gonna assume you're taking the over on that. Yep, I'm definitely gonna take the over and I'm taking the Chiefs, and I think they Chiefs can win by double digits. The reason I say that is because this defense for Buffalo has not faced a passing attack like the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, <clears throat> I mean, in a minute. At least a month since they've played a high-passing attack offense. That's good. And the last one was against Tampa Bay, which they did come away with a victory, if I remember correctly. But the thing is, since that game, and when you look at that at a passing game of, of Tampa, they did have all their weapons, so the defense wasn't getting any breaks there either. Tom Brady is just so methodical and gets the ball out of his hand quickly that they were able to just kind of keep marching down the field and go. When they played last week in the playoff game against New England, there was that play by Micah High in the back end zone where it looked like it was going to be a touchdown, perfectly thrown ball by, by excuse me, Mac Jones. He gets intercepted last second. Great play, Micah High. The thing is, if that ball is thrown just a little harder or put a little further, that interception doesn't happen. And I think with as fast as Mahomes can throw and is calculating and processing everything, getting the ball out of his hands right now, I think it puts Kansas City offense in a better position to go make plays. And the defense for Buffalo is just going to be a step behind. 
And when we counter flip that, you know, we look at the the first matchup these teams played early in the year. There was four turnovers by Kansas City, and it just was a, a shit show of a game. And Kansas City really just shot themselves in the foot. But defensively, they were kind of beat up, too. They didn't have Nick Bolton playing that game. Chris Jones, I think, was kind of injured. Frank Clark was injured as well. Uh, Daniel Sorensen was like the primary safety. Juan Thornhill, for some reason, was in the doghouse. His confidence just wasn't there. He's back and playing. You have Willie Gay stepping up. You know, Nick Bolton is going to be a stud linebacker for them moving forward. I'll get into Willie Gay's situation here in a little bit. Um, that secondary for the Chiefs defense is so much better. And I think they've learned playing some of these other high-passing attacking offense that Kansas City has, Cincinnati in particular, well, they'll be ready for this game and Josh Allen getting the ball out of his hands. But the thing is, like, you just – you got to keep an eye on Dawson Knox and you can't let Stephon Diggs beat you. But I think this defense, they can get to the quarterback rushing four. They have the blitz pack packages from Spagnuolo, which I think will kind of throw Josh Allen off a little bit. And I think Kansas City not necessarily runs away with this game, but can win this game by 10. So that's why I'm picking them. And I've just kind of gotten more confidence with this the more I look into it and see who Buffalo's face and who they've been playing and kind of, you know, being encouraged by and excited and ready to go. And I match up to Kansas City. And it's like, hey, you kind of had some tough games here to end the season. And you faced a lot of adversity already with early turnovers and kind of shooting yourselves in the foot. Looked that way at the beginning last week against Pittsburgh. They immediately snap back into it. They go and score a shit ton of touchdowns, win the game, run out of fireworks. I'd love to see it this round as well. Will I get? Uh, so I don't know what all you heard. I woke up yesterday morning to the news of him being arrested. He was sitting in uh, Johnson County Jail for a majority of the day till he had his court hearing at 2.30 Central Time. And he's released. There's no punishment from the NFL right now. I mean, it was a misdemeanor under $1,000 of damage from breaking a vacuum uh, with a verbal argument with his with the woman of his son, with the mother of his son, excuse me. So there's that altercation. Um, and she's actually the one that requested that he get taken away in handcuffs. So I believe that's why he was in jail. Um, but there was no physical contact on any human, which I think is – the one positive we can take out of this, that there wasn't any, you know, physically domestic abuse. So thank God there in terms of that. But it's still you don't want to deal with any of these distractions at this point of the season or just ever, really. But if you're a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, you get a lot of that just kind of randomly throughout the year. So I don't know what Kansas, I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do. I mean, he's not getting punished for, I don't know, from the NFL for damages under $1,000. I mean, maybe detriment, like, hey, you made us look bad. And I don't know how the Kansas City Chiefs are going to look at it either. And like, eh, maybe you miss a quarter, maybe you miss a half, or they just like, he's not going to play this game. You got it. He got arrested. He was sitting in a jail cell 72 hours ago. He's not suiting up this game. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. But if he does play, I think he can be a difference maker in spying Josh Allen. I bet he, he dresses and doesn't play much. I bet a handful of snaps. Like, that would be yep. my guess. Um, and it's tough because he's been making plays. I mean, he's the one that forced the fumble on Najee Harris last week. Yep. So, yep. So, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they do play. Maybe they say that winning is more important at this point. So, yeah. Like, let the um, PR department handle that. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, cool. Um, I mean, I'm taking the Bills to win this game. Um, I'm taking the over. I think the way the Bills are playing right now is fantastic. I think that they have confidence uh, knowing that they did beat Kansas City earlier this year. Totally valid points on you of like how beat up and how totally this totally different this Chiefs defense is right now. And I for sure don't expect this to be a double-digit game like it was earlier in the year and kind of like how you're thinking that it could be this this week. I actually think this is going to be a close game. I actually think three of these four games end up by six points or less. I, that's how close I think all of these games are. I think there I think there will be one game that ends up as double digits. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's the one. Way. The one thing that I wonder is like some people are going to look at this and be like, oh, this is redemption for the AFC Championship game last year. There's a part of me that thinks this could be like the Super Bowl in terms of like how competitive this game could be back and forth possibly. But it does make me wonder, like people say, this is redemption for Buffalo, redemption season, yada, yada, yada. Is there a possibility that they feel like they already got redemption in the regular yes. season by just smacking the shit out of them? I yeah, feel like I think, that kind of takes the edge off, and now it's maybe flipped to Kansas City, and like we have to show like you can't bully us around, and that we're a different team, and we're still the real deal. 
Uh, yes, on the first. I don't want to put like no, a no lot of stock into that, but it's definitely something that kind of crossed my mind. Yeah, so I think that like they got their redemption in a sense by beating them. No, I don't think that this like all of a sudden flips to like now Kansas City's the underdog. I think that like they're still the home team. They're still the two-time defending AFC champions. Yeah. Um, I think that this is just like a these are two great teams, and we're gonna just have a good game. I don't think that either. I don't think either team can play the underdog role in this. Like, yeah. I don't see any way you can. Bills, I don't think that they can say, yeah, we got our ass kicked by them in the AFC championship game last year. Because, again, you beat them earlier this year to kind of get that taste out of your mouth. And Chiefs, like, you can't be like, well, they beat us once in the regular season, so we're the underdogs. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, like, you're still the Chiefs and been to the last <laughs> two Super Bowls. So, yeah. like, I, I think that it's just like at this point, it's just like we respect each other. We know that either one of us can win, and we both better bring our A game. If not, we're going to get blown the fuck out. Like, yeah. That's what it's that's what's gonna happen. Another so, thing that I've I've noticed, and I kind of want to ask is see if you've noticed it, the amount of media hits that Josh Allen has done this week. I don't no. feel like I've heard or seen anything from Mahomes or anyone really on the Chiefs, but with Buffalo, like I've seen Josh Allen, he was like on that Barstool podcast. I think that's part of my take. I don't really listen to it. I'm not just trying to be like that guy, but I believe he was on part of my take. I saw he was on the Pat McAfee show. I think he did a hit on the ESPN. And it's like, damn, this guy's doing a ton of media right now, like leading up to this football game. Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, maybe. I mean, I haven't noticed anything like out of hand. I mean, I mean, that's like me being like, man, Josh Allen has sure hasn't done a lot of head and shoulders commercials lately, but uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes sure has, you know. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't put too much stock into it. Like, sure, there might be, and like again, like there's got to be some sort of like at some point, like you have to like step away from like looking at stuff like film and all that type of yeah. stuff. Like you, you will go crazy if you did that for a week straight. Like I'm not saying like, don't do it at all. Like obviously like they're going to put in the amount of work that they feel like they need to, but at some point, like it's okay to take a break for, you know, 30 minutes. If you, if you did do an interview, like yeah. it's not gonna, I don't think it's going to like distract you or anything like that, you know? So, but anyways, I, I mean, not saying that you're wrong on that. Like I just, I also don't follow some of those podcasts and stuff like that. So um, I, I wouldn't know if he's on those or not. Yeah. So I'm excited for this one. I'm honestly like super bummed that it's the, the Sunday night game. Like I wish that this was earlier in the, in the weekend. Like I don't want really? to wait all, all weekend for it. Oh yeah. Hey, it's earlier than the game last week. That's true. That game last week was a seven o'clock game. Yeah. Yeah. That's because there's three games that day. Yeah. Um, so it had to be. So um. I also wouldn't hate – I mean, I'm just looking at, like, the schedule. Like, I think they're doing the right thing on, like, timing, but I wouldn't have hated, like, to Saturday's games to be, like, Bengals-Titans, like, early, like, where, like, the normal window is, so, like, 12 o'clock Central time, and then yeah. do, like, a 6 o'clock game. So, like, yeah, we have, like, a little break in between the two games. Like, play a game, and then you have, like, a two- or three-hour break yep. before another one, and then play another one, rather than just, like, back-to-back, like – I think I'd, I would have preferred that on the Saturday slate. And then Sunday, I actually I actually do like it. It's like halfway through the day. So, like, you know, you just start and then back to back, but it's not super late. Yep. Um, you know, like we're, we're going to get done and we're all going to be able to get to bed on normal time. So, um, anyways, just my, my gripe on the scheduling here that the NFL always seems to have problems with. So, yeah. All right, so where are you sitting? Are you sitting in the same seats that you did last week? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Got lucky with those seats last week. This week, I'm sitting up a little higher. Tickets were pretty expensive. Um, I was reading up on, like, cheapest seats, and actually, surprisingly, the Bills, Kansas City one, were the cheap, like, of the cheapest seats. Like, mm -hmm. that was the cheapest seat available out of all four games, which I thought was a little surprising, honestly. Yeah, I think it's because people bought a shit ton of tickets and then tried to raise the price, and it's like, ah, I'm not actually getting rid of these tickets. Yeah, that's crazy. That, and it being a Sunday night kind of hurts a lot of people too. There's like, yeah, I still have to work Monday. Yeah, exactly. What's the uh, what's the weather supposed to be like on Sunday night? Uh, high of forty. Oh, perfect. So like, yeah. no, no bad weather or anything. Just mm -hmm. like it's just yeah, like it's a, gonna be hey, a yeah, beautiful a, crisp night. Just a crisp winter day. Like, yeah, that's that's great. That is yeah. awesome. Then we know Tampa Bay will be good. Green Bay is supposed to be cold. I know that. Yeah. Um, Tennessee is supposed to be, I think last I checked and given it's been a couple of days was supposed to be something similar to 
Kansas City, like in that like 40, 50 area, but at least it's in the daytime. So you might get some sun at least, unlike yep. in the Kansas City one. So nice. Okay, cool. So I mean, we have a lot of differences this week. Last week we were almost the same on everything. And we the mm-hmm. only thing that we really got wrong was that Cardinals one. That was the only that was the only game that we got wrong. What do you mean? We we took the Cardinals to cover. We both said the Rams would win, but we said the Cardinals would probably cover. I don't remember saying the Cardinals would cover. I wouldn't say that. All right. I don't miss. All I do is um the our record on our spreadsheet says says 80%. 80%. I'll take 80% every day. It's not also, by the way, did the math not not that. Like you were way off on your math. Whoop, that's tough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You said something like I even verified it with you when I did it. I, we were just, walk, we were talking so fast. Like after I, I was looking, I'm like, that's not right. I'm like, I'm, we're only like 30 games over 500. I'm like, that's not right. And it was like, it was like, it was something like 59%, not 79%. So I was like, I don't know where my, you got that. My, my phone said 79. Yeah. I think right? you did the math wrong, but anyway, so I, I was laughing about that. And then I think, uh, and then Dan even texted me. He's like, do you guys know how to do math? I'm like, dude, I know. I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> Cause it was like, it was like, it was like, uh, it just happened to be like an hour or two before that is when I did the math. And I was like, dude, I know, dude. <laughs> but anyways, but I was like, well, no, it doesn't matter. Cause the goal is to be above 50%. Cause that means you're making money. So 60%, yep. I, I'll take that all day. So anyways, but I, I got a good kick out uh, of that last week. What an idiot I am. No, it's all good. I mean, I told them, and it, yeah, I'm like, you know, this dude, when you're podcasting, you don't, you go off script a little bit, like, you start like pan- you start panicking a little bit. I'm like I'm like doing math. I'm like we weren't supposed to talk about percentages. Like <laughs> math math is hard when you're put on the spot. So, anyways, um, all right, cool, man. Well, you have a great time at the game. Um, anybody that's a fan of these teams, good luck to you. Um, should be fantastic games and. Good luck to anybody in DFS. I know I got a lot of lineups this weekend. I like a lot of players in DFS this week, I yeah. realized. I have a lot of lineups. I, I think I'm like pushing like 30 lineups. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. One of them's yeah. got to win. <laughs> one, one of them's going to hit. So, yeah, for sure. So, But all right, everybody, we appreciate you. And tonight we've been talking football.